I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show you're the one who starts i do start don't i it's it's my yeah (laughs) i you could start though you could be the one that Oh, and then I, and then we don't have to do the tagline. We always have to do the tagline. <laughs> well, the tagline. <laughs> so many, so many, so many damn books. Welcome to so many damn books. A blessing, a curse, a podcast. Joining me in the damn library is this fan of the the biggest fan of the tagline and co-owner of the damn library as well as my wife sarah hi who has our dog in her lap she's being pretty good great this is going to be an off format hang last episode of the year yeah and i'm so excited to have you here for it me too because i spent the whole year with you you did you watched me read some of these books, and I watched you read some of these yeah, books. Yeah, when you're sitting next to me reading a book, I'm just watching. watching. Yeah, I just well, look. Look at that reading. And then he turns the page, and I keep looking. Sometimes you add some soft golf applause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I think he's done a really good job. Oh, that's, yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, he earned it, really. So, welcome. And we're not going to do a what you buy. No, we're or... not doing any of the segments. No segments. No just highlights only the best just the chase sequences just the fight scenes. oh those aren't the best just the dancing <sighs> we have different step up <laughs> step up to the streets oh yeah we're gonna discuss our some of the our favorite things we read this year yeah and that does not necessarily mean books that came out in 2023. Oh, for sure. I rarely read new books. This year was kind of an outlier for me personally, but I'm usually not reading the new releases. If you haven't read it, it's new to you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and some of my absolute favorite reads this year were things that uh, didn't uh, didn't go- come out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to talk about all of that, but before we do... Let's do one on format thing and talk about what we're drinking. What do you think? It's a Christmas beer. It's a Christmas beer. Or was in the Christmas beer section of the of the local shop. I think it's a Christmas beer. Yeah, the shoof. As two um, gnomes, cheersing. Well, I think that that brand brewery always has. Little gnomes. Mm-hmm. 
And so this is just a holiday blend. Yeah, it's m- malty, spicy. It's nice to um, just... Spiced, maybe not spicy. Open uh, open something and pour it out and not make a big old production mm-hmm. sometimes. Even though I love to make a big old production sometimes. Before we get to our favorite reads this year, I want to talk about something so important to me, which is bookmarks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I had some bookmarks designed uh, by Jack Grimes, and I am going to be sending them out to every single person who is a patron. So become a patron of the show right now. Hell yeah. At any level, you get a bookmark. Um, it says the name of the podcast on it that you're listening to. It says so many damn books. And then it also says, uh, just stop to get a snack underneath because I figured Why else are you putting the book down, huh? Usually why people are putting books down. You're just stopping to get a snack. Yeah. So it's a bookmark. It's an excuse. You know you need another one. You definitely need another bookmark. Uh, and so you can become a patron of the show and get that. And if you are at the $10 level, it will come in a book of your choosing from the So Many Damn Books bookshelf. Oh, which is full of great books uh, that I just often have two copies of for some reason and I don't need to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the stack is getting extremely tall. And I would be, I would love to be sending this out to you in the world. Um, Become a patron, get these books out of my goddamn apartment. <laughs> and, you know, if we're talking favorite reads of the year, I have to say... So many of my favorite reads this year were partially because I read them with the So Many Damn Books book club, which mm. this is the first year of the book club, and it truly could not have gone better in my um, imagination. It just has been so much fun to read books with the people who listen to this show. Uh, you, I, I just love it. Last, we read um, The Best of Everything by Rona Jaffe, and it was just, it was a great turnout. Um, everyone in the group was in a different state oh love it which is so cool what's really fun is when you're having the book club meetings i can just hear you like giggling (laughs) from the library as i go about my business so so clearly it's a great time it's another reason to join uh the patreon is uh is to choose the next book i'm gonna i'm taking december off coming back at the end of january and i don't know what the book is where i'm gonna make a list of books to choose from and so join the patreon and you can help choose use the bookmark in the new book oh my gosh synergy synergy yeah uh so that's (laughs) patreon.com slash smdb okay so Year-end lists are ridiculous. I always feel this way. And yet, I like making lists. I keep track of what I read all year. So mm-hmm. why not go sort through those notes and see what was what? Right? Yeah, I think it's sort of nice because by the time we get to December and there's, oh my God, so much going on, it's hard to remember like where your mind was at in January. Mm-hmm. You know, And looking at what you were reading around then is, is a good way to go back. And see where you started and where you're ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was thinking about some of my absolute favorite reads this year was I mean, one of one of them is um from eighteen sixty one, 
Great Expectations. Hell yeah. Which is a book that you recommended to me. I fucking love Great Expectations. (laughs) It's such a good book. And it was really, really fun to read it with you uh, cheering me on and asking me where I was. And I was totally... uh, Oh, yeah. I was fully like, oh, my God. Did you meet Miss Havisham yet? (laughs) It was was just... It was... Is he still a little boy? (laughs) It was just... Um, and I was sort of flabbergasted by the ending. I somehow had a book from 1861 not spoiled for me, which is pretty cool. Uh, Great Expectations, the Charles Dickens one, not the one that comes out next year, is great. I don't think, you know, it's not out yet. I don't think there's a ton of <laughs> ambiguity there, but I guess good we to tried cover watching your bases. That, that new adaptation. We with, did try. With Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman did her best. She did what she could. That was not very good. I will say, if you're interested in that adaptation, like I can understand that they're taking like dramatic liberties. Could could be cool. Maybe it gets awesome. We just abandoned ship. That, yes, I think reading Great Expectations primed me uh, for, and also another favorite of yours, Anna Karenina. Prime me for loving oh, yeah. this book that came out in 2014, um, The Eighth Life by Nino Heratishvili, which is this epic of Georgian life. It's so long. <laughs> um, it's following a line of women over generations, and the connective tissue is this magical but cursed hot chocolate. <laughs> because, you know, all hot chocolate has to be cursed. That's That's... That's Chekhov's hot huh. chocolate. I think that that's what that is. Well, going to be an interesting Christmas for us then. <laughs> and going back, I read um, Demon Copperhead. Oh, yeah. From last year, which made me read the Poisonwood Bible this year. And oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Boy, that Barbara Kingsolver can really that put Barb, together a novel. She can write. She's. Sh- all of the her her awards are all good job everybody hard one yeah especially like, Barbara yeah she's really doing a great job that was from 1998 and if you don't know the Poisonwood Bible it's about a Baptist missionary family that moves to the Congo I did not know what, that that's what that was about um, and you follow the the family and then we went to Rome this year. we did. And it was amazing. It was so amazing. Half of America was in Italy this summer. We were there including too. Including us. And I had read in preparation SPQR by Mary Beard. Um and boy, that was a great choice. It was it made me very excited about everything that I was looking at. And what's great is you see those letters on all kinds of infrastructural objects yeah. throughout Rome. Everywhere. Yeah. On the water fountains. Manhole covers, etc. Trash cans. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, Rome is amazing. That book is amazing. And... That's sort of a good suggestion, though, too. Like, picking a book either to read during a trip you're going on or uh, in preparation for it. Yeah, it's it's my forever hack. I always love to read towards the locale. Yeah. And it really... It always works, you know? I feel lucky because one of the great things about making this show is I get to just highlight it's it's such a sort of reading journal for me. Um, It is just like the books that I loved. And, you know, just like a journal, you publish it to your followers every two (laughs) weeks. You know, journals. Journaling. And so 
basically i feel like the show itself the is the best of 2023 like is it, you know i was always featuring the things that i was really loving mm-hmm. like uh take what you need by Idra Novi. that was an early favorite mm. which was that's it's what it's a book about one of my absolute favorite things which is like one big misunderstanding that reverberates backwards and forwards and it makes you like think about your past memories and think about your future you know relationship with this person and you get both sides of it and it's incredibly satisfying and also just like deeply sad um and a great book that i'm still thinking of many many months later do you i i feel like i put some books or maybe you already heard of them yeah i definitely picked up some books that you read for the podcast and you know that you had folks on for Mm -hmm. uh and one that i really really loved and knew that i would you know i was already gonna read the book but like this perhaps added some urgency and that is rouge by mona awad incredible so strange Everyone calls her work dark. Like, I dare you to find a review of her work that doesn't use the word dark, that doesn't describe it as dark, darkly funny, dark, whatever. It, dark, 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 dark. But it's so funny, too. It's so absurd and surreal. And it's it's just, like, deeply hilarious in the strangest, most grotesque way that you can't possibly imagine. Yeah. No, her imagination always goes way many more steps into her labyrinth than than you'd think like you imagine that there's so much that's not even in the book in this like entire world that she's created you know they're so elaborate they're so real she's so good at hitting a detail that means it has like an exponential meaning which is a very cool thing that she's always doing so all of her books like i feel like i have to read I have to read that again and I really want to. Um, I've returned to Bunny recently and it was just like as incredible as I remembered. And I really want to hear this one read because she read at um, Pete's reading series. Oh yeah, here in Brooklyn. At uh, Pete's candy store, which is a really beautiful venue. And when she read it, it was a scene that I found extremely tense and I was nervous the whole time. But when I heard her read it, it was so funny and everybody was so cracking funny. up at how she was reading it, which was a surprise. It was cool. It's horrifying, but it's also hilarious. Yeah. Also horrifying and hilarious. Open throat. Right? Oh, loved open throat. A, a delight of a book. I, I never could have like dreamed up for my wish list. A book for I'm I'm gonna quote from like the descriptive copy of this book because I think it's so good, but it, it <laughs> <laughs> you know it's from the perspective of a quote queer and dangerously hungry mountain lion. What a beautiful yeah. description! The queer fact and that dangerously hungry. This book exists and was widely published and and read is very cool to me because it it does seem like an oddity and it seems like something that would be a tough sell to some readers. It just like it's it's so I hate this word but like successful like <laughs> he really pulled it off. Yeah. He really wrote a book from the perspective of a goddamn mountain lion. And I it's just, wonderful. I just love it so much. And this is sort of I love books from animal perspectives and there's a book Oh, you do. It's usually dogs and not cats, but 
I, I have a different one um, that I haven't gotten to. And it's, you know, I really wanted to get it to it to see if I should add it to my 2023 lists, mm-hmm. which is such, I, you know, a silly mindset. But uh, you got time. I'm going to read it. My Stupid Intentions by Bernardo Zanoni, which is a book about um, a beech marten, which is a kind of ferret. Animal books are the best. Henry Hoke, I also really loved rediscovering uh, a book that he wrote before called uh, Groundhog Forever, which is like an unofficial sequel to Groundhog Day. He can just deliver on premises, and it was so much fun to have him actually in the damn library. That also, that's that's coloring my my whole memory of, of his books as well. And there was some stuff that I didn't get to feature at all on the show, though. Um, like... Earth Angel by Madeline Cash, which I've given you and I think you would really love is this story collection um, that was like a very active read for me. I was laughing and wincing and there's just great sort of um, extremely quick short stories. Mm, I love that. Do you have reads from this year that um, are still reverberating? Yeah, totally. It's been a weird reading year for me. I had a lot of reading to do for work. I work in books, which, you know, I, but I work in a capacity that I'm, I'm pretty removed from the books themselves. So I'm not always reading for work. And when I'm doing a lot of reading for my job, sometimes it's hard to, not hard to enjoy the books, but hard to know whether I'm enjoying them because I'm reading them for a particular purpose. You know, I'm like trying to discern something particular about the books. So it's work. Of course, they're great books most of the time, and I do like reading them, but it, it's hard for me to to have a true sense of how much I love them or how much I could critique them necessarily. Do you, does that make sense to you as a person who also has and continues to read for work? Yeah, of course. There's You only have so much emotional response to give, and when you're muting yourself so that you can get through the day yeah uh it means that you're muting all sorts of stuff yeah and so uh reading itself can get sort of lost in that sort of gray muddle which is extremely unpleasant such a such a bummer i mean i don't i don't know that i would characterize it as unpleasant for me it's kind of a neutral phenomenon but like yeah it's those books never make my top end of year personal list Mm -hmm. because i read them for work even though some of them are great you want to um, highlight a couple of your favorites? Yes. And you know what? The ones that are remaining on my list are all nonfiction. I had a nonfiction heavy year. Mm-hmm. So one of them is Stay True by Hua Xu, which is... You were just recommending last yes. time you were here. And I and I devoured it and it was great. And it's this beautiful memoir about losing his close friend when they were both very young. But, you know, it's also so much about growing up as a Taiwanese-American kid in, you know, the 80s and 90s and American pop culture and figuring out who he is and what he has to say and how he wants to say it and, you know, dealing with this profound loss amid all of it. But, like, it's, it's really wise, but it's also kind and compassionate toward this younger self Mm. which is really beautiful you know even when he's sort of criticizing the the sort of person he was 
trying to be hoping to be there's just so much love for the person that he was it's it's like a it's a gentle beautiful book i hope that's inspirational you know i hope that you it means that you're it, it sounds inspirational to me like i feel like i would be nicer to myself like my my understanding of my past self anyway. yeah yeah it seems like a lesson right like it's it's a a master class on how to be kind to past you maybe mm. you know what i read this year that's like that and it's also nonfiction. Mm-hmm. is britney spears's memoir oh. it's just a, all about being nicer to your past self but also you know setting some things straight <laughs> it was really um an incredible thing. I mean, Michelle Williams read the heck out of it and it's just a, it's a frustrating book that makes you mad about things. It, it does make, it's a, it's a similar thing. She, you know, she looks back with more fondness than you'd think maybe mm. with, with her on her deeper past anyway. When it first came out, I feel like so many people were clamoring for like an album or a tour and like, and you read I it. hope Britney sits down and does whatever the fuck she wants yeah. forever. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have other I non-fiction? I do. I have a couple more. And one of them I know you also loved this year, which is The Art Thief. Oh. Oh, my God. I don't think I could ever go into a museum the same way, especially small ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's like apparently... It's really easy to steal <laughs> art. Apparently, it's a system built on absolute trust and also nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it's just that they believe that like there's a there's an old man there who's going to look at you. And you're going to walk around with your hands behind your back. Because that's... Nodding silently at the works and moving the to the next room. That's the social compact. Yep. And there's, you know, this person that, you know, needs a whole book to explain that it doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't believe that rule is for him. And what I think is really interesting is that this book, it's a total caper and it's like absolutely thrilling and it's written with fascination instead of either sympathy or disdain, Mm -hmm. just complete fascination the whole time. And for me as a reader, there was a point during the book where my sympathies turned, where I was like, ooh, yeah, like steal that art, collect whatever you can. I don't know if you appreciate it more than everyone else, but like you're really good at stealing art. What else can you steal, my man? Right, and sort of like an Ocean's Eleven, like yes. cheering on the exactly. like the sticky fingered, perhaps somewhat go for broke until you get caught. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for for me anyway, it it turned. It was sort of like why why are you compelled to continue doing yeah. this? You're ruining your own life. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. And it's interesting to have it told by, you know, this guy who he himself, you know, told a bunch of lies in some of his books. And it's like coming, has come back from that and is trying to be like, you know, I feel like he's got empathy for the the criminals. Let's stay on nonfiction, Lynn. Do you have one more? I do. Um, It's a book that was sent to me by... My best friend. Also, like, that's another recommendation. Like, if you've read a book and you loved it, send it to a friend. Make them book club with you. It's amazing. Yeah. And this book was The Right to Sex by Amiya Srinivasan, who is a feminist philosopher. And basically, the book is about how sex can be seen as a political phenomenon as well as a personal one. 
And like, hold on, I know that sounds very theoretical and academic, but it's super accessible because it's talking about, you know, actual lived experiences. It's talking about stuff that we can all relate to, culture, movies, news events, etc. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just this really thoughtful, smart, profound, um, but but not out of reach collection of essays. So if 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 you're a feminist, I think it's great. I hope everyone's a feminist. <laughs> Me too. I just have a couple more titles from this year to highlight before I sign off for 2023. Um, one of them is about a beautiful dream that we've all had in Brooklyn, which oh, is... I know what this... I know what you're going to say. Uh, I love this book too. Terrace Story yeah. by Hilary Leichter, um, which... I literally have dreams like that all the time, which is like... Of course we all do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's why I'm so glad that she wrote this book and made it real. It's so conceptual. It's just like they open a, while someone, while they seem to be having like the, a good time in their apartment, this door opens and they've got this beautiful terrace that seems to be outside of weather and outside of time. Like it's just a beautiful thing. This space part. made of nothing. Uh, but it's only there sometimes and then the book is sort of about spaces that are only there sometimes mm -hmm. but the other thing that i think is really interesting about the book is that it's very much in conversation with the book that she wrote before she's talking about it obliquely or at least in my reading of it she was and so like it felt very like reading temporary and then reading uh terrace story mm. you really get more out of both um, and, and I think that it's, that's, you know, an exciting thing to be doing already, um, just between your first two books. It's so interesting because to me, as a myopic New Yorker, those are such like New York centric things to write about, right? Like your job and your space. Like those are the things that consume your being mm -hmm. for good yeah. or for ill. Yeah. Yeah. To and like terrifying and hilarious effect in her hands. Luckily, it, all of that is very funny too, um. But yeah, Tara's story was so good. And then I read The Bee Sting so quickly um, by Paul Murray. And I love Skippy Dies. It's like a formative, incredible novel that I still hold very dear. But this book did other things and more things. And it's just like this guy can just write the hell out of stuff. Just follows a family in Ireland and uh, I, people call him the Irish Franzen. And if that sounds good to you, then you should read this book. Mm. If that sounds tough, it, it, it might not be for you. I understand why it's on everybody's best of list. It's yeah. on every list I've ever seen. It really is. And I, I, I get it because it's this really um, profoundly incredible book. There's a section of it. One of the characters has no punctuation. There's no punctuation for those chapters. And so you really have to sort of think about sentences and how they're coming together as thoughts. Mm. Um, and, and it really also, so it, it, it gets difficult in the sort of thorny way. Uh, but an incredible book. I, I loved it so much. Um, and yeah, devastating. So if that sounds good <laughs> to you. If you want to be devastated by some reading. Okay, so that's that's your best of the year. And then one more. 
Oh, okay. You've got one more. Yeah, just one more. I want to s- sneak it in before we totally, which is um, Esther Yee's YN. Oh. Which is about a, a, a woman who gets obsessed with a, a, a boy band singer, um, a K-pop boy band singer. And then it just gets so much weirder. And it does feel connected, actually, to um, Hillary Leichter. I, I feel like Temporary and um, YN have some cross sections mm-hmm. and things in conversation. If you wanted to write an essay, you totally could. Um, but what a weird, luminous, crazy book uh, YN is. And it, and it really kind of brings fandom to the end of the universe. Like It's like, I'm going to see Ooh, all the pitch. way what fandom could do um so yeah what a year okay so that's your that's your reading highlights for 2023 that's my reading highlights yes do you have a reading resolution or a goal or a plan for the year ahead thinking into 2024 i know you've already read a lot of books that will actually come out in 2024 but like what 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 are you thinking uh, I've I've had these um, extremely long books on my shelf for for a while now, um, and I think it's time to to get a few a of big them. Big book, love yeah. a big book. I they are they always make me so happy to finally get through and tackle them. Um, and I have I have many a big book, but I'm I'm feeling like getting through them, especially because I just added a new big book, the Hilly Links. I feel like that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like 2024 is the year of reading some of the long things that have been on my list for a long time. That's a good one. And yeah, the other one is, uh, you know, get the taste and the taste can be enough um, from more books. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I was thinking, too. Like, I'm very excited to attempt abandoning more books and more quickly. There's mm. a book that I started this week, Shall Go Unnamed. I read 15 pages and I was like, this isn't what I want right now. And I stopped and in a, in another point in time, I would have finished it and disliked it the whole time. And do you feel lighter? Yeah. Who's making me do this? No one. Nobody. Um, You know, it's, it's for a church, honey. Next. Like we, we don't need that shit in our lives. What else for 2024 do you have? When I'm in a reading rut, and I think this year has been a little bit of a reading rut for me, I've been I've been reading some really interesting nonfiction that I've totally loved and has been very informative, but it's just a different experience than fiction, and I am a fiction person. I think it's time for me to go back to the classics, which that's that's my happy place. That's my, my home. Um, and there are so many that I never got to, like in undergrad that are still on my list. So yeah, I think, I think I'm going to dip into some classics, probably abandon them early as necessary. Um, but yeah, I guess those are my, those are my goals. Abandoning quickly. As soon as I'm not feeling it, I'm out. Mm-hmm. What am I, what am I writing a paper on it? No, not anymore. What am I still in school? I'm a thousand years old. No. <laughs> and yeah, returning to the classics. We're the that same age helps. and we're quite young. So <laughs> you need to, <laughs> you need to be careful. My other reading goal is to finally read my um, Moomin Treasury. Oh, you uh, haven't read that? It's been a... It's so big. <laughs> We've moved it, what, twice? Yeah, yeah. It's time to read it. It is time to read it. I have a goal for you. If you've moved a book and you haven't read it, it's gotta go. 
<laughs> that's a crazy rule. That Absolutely is, not. No, that's a good rule. No, 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 no. There's, you know, the so many damn bookshelf uh, is a is a delicate balance. I hope that all of you had a good year in reading, and um, I hope if in nothing else, it's been a tough year. It would have been. It would be great if I inspired some of the good reading that you had this year and if i really got it wrong i'd actually like to know that too you definitely inspired a lot of my great reading obviously that's so great i'm so glad that we share books it's one of the best things mm-hmm. full stop <laughs> just one of the best things and i love sharing books with all of you listeners as well uh, please be a Patreon subscriber because I share books with those people the most. Get that bookmark. And write a review on iTunes. I still really need those. I haven't gotten a new review on iTunes since like April of this year. So if you... Oh my God, yeah, do it. It's If you really want to, you know, write something nice about the show, I would appreciate it. Consider it a Christmas gift to old Christopher. <laughs> he loves Christmas more than anybody and he's about to ride off into the christmas sunset of this year i'm excited to write him a review get to be a pal (laughs) i'm still gonna read some um of the 2023 books just to make sure i got them in this year which is so silly but i'm still gonna do it there's still some december left exactly yeah uh, so goes upon us. if you want to tell me what you're getting to before the end of the year, I'd love to hear it. Talk to me on Twitter, on, on Instagram, so many damn books. You could even talk to me on threads, I think now. Oh, you're on threads? Yeah, adding threads. Interesting. Thank you, Sarah, for joining me in this end of the year extravaganza. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, having you as a guest has been a lovely addition. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I live here. <laughs> so it was easy. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a hard uh, commute, is it? Into the damn library. No. Well, thank you to you for helping make this show possible. Thank you to the Patreon patrons. And thank you to all of you listeners who just listen. You guys are wonderful too. And I will talk to you all next year in 2024 about books. Bye. Bye.